Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Michelangelo. Happy Friday. Some rough neighborhoods out there. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. All right. Kind of a serious one more thing this week, but I found something from 2004. So we're talking 18 years ago. This was one of the most impressive things I remember Joe and Jack doing. They went out with the San Francisco Police Department in some of the worst neighborhoods possible. I remember they got fitted for bulletproof vest, and they were out the whole night in the worst neighborhoods with police officers. They did a great job of describing this whole experience. It was an eye-opening experience. As Joe and Jack mentioned in this segment, it was a different world, world they had never seen before. These were some rough neighborhoods and police officers could get shot at any moment. So let's go back to 2004. When Joe and Jack went out with the police in some of the worst neighborhoods in the city of San Francisco. Yes, we were on the streets of San Francisco last night, but not with Carl Malden and Michael Douglas. No, we looked for them all night, couldn't find them. We were with Officer Rich and Officer Darren and a bunch of other good San Francisco police officers as they showed us around um, some of the real bad parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would not, you could not walk through the neighborhoods we're in, In, whether you're black or white or whatever, or from a mile away. You can't walk through there. If you're a stranger, you can't walk through there. That's not hyperbole. That's not radio excitement. 
That's the way it is. Now, before we go any further, I do want to uh, thank Officer Rich and Officer Darren especially, but uh, everybody we ran into and talked to out on the street last night because they were incredibly uh, accommodating and also brutally honest. And one of the things they were honest about is they really would appreciate it if people would appreciate it more, what they do. We Our premise was this. We wanted to be in the area... Where a, where a policeman could be gunned down in cold blood late at night. We drove through spots where our, our police buddies, as we sat in the back seat with our bulletproof vests on, they'd pull their, their guns out of their holsters and have them on their lap with their hands on their gun. They had their windows down because they were ready to fire back. I mean, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Different culture. It's a different country that's implanted in dribs and drabs in the middle of our country. Certainly a different worldview than the most of us have. Right. And you know what is truly frustrating, and, and I don't understand how the SFPD continues to do their job, and in most cases a great job, because you've heard the phrase soft on crime so many times, usually in the midst of a BS-slinging political campaign. The prosecutors, the DA, San Francisco County, are actually soft on crime for whatever reason. They can't get convictions. They don't want convictions. The stories we heard of the cases that they just didn't even prosecute. Or the people that they won't arrest because they've done it enough times to realize it's just it's just paperwork and a waste of time. Right. Because there's no there's no effort in the city to uh, to put these people behind bars or or any or do anything. People of San Francisco, visitors to San Francisco, tourists and travelers, hear me. The politicians of San Francisco don't care about your safety enough to enforce the law. They don't care enough about it to over to to shout down the the ridiculous Berkeley anti-cop ravings. They answer to those ravings. They do not answer to the need for safety. And because we're able to shove this element into specific areas that most of us don't ever go, I guess the city continues to function. Now, God help you if you're uh, one of the Chinese Americans who live along one of the bus routes that some of these fine folks frequent. They hop off the bus. They find an old Chinese lady, beat the hell out of her because they know she's carrying cash, take her cash, get on the next bus, and go back to the hood. Now, if you're that poor old Chinese lady, it's not good enough to just live your life and stick in your home. But again, the, the politicians of San Francisco don't want to be seen as, as, as fascists. So they don't bother enforcing the law very much. Should we try to fit in one more phone call? Why not? Here's Bob from Petaluma. Hello, Bob. Hello. Good morning. Go ahead. This morning? Hey. We're great. We haven't had any sleep, but it's uh, it's all right. It was worth it. <laughs> I just wanted to share a personal experience I had with the SFPD back in uh, December. I think it was, what, 2001. I, my 17-year-old daughter at the time ran away from home, and I uh, threw different uh, experiences i kind of followed her around the bay area and ended up tracking her down into san francisco and found out she was hanging out with a uh, guy that was a pimp and she was prostituting herself and just getting in all kinds of trouble and i went down on a friday night with a couple buddies to find her and stopped in at the police station in the area where i knew she was and let them know that i was going to be looking for her and i wasn't going to you know stop at anything to find her and and they were very accommodating, and, and the sergeant uh, uh, actually assigned a couple 
officers to be with us and ride along and said that's your guy's job all night long is to find her and we ended up finding her and bob that's and I, unbelievable yeah that's I mean, I, and just in a single night last night we saw stories like that we saw effort like that to help out people who really needed help but I, I you're not going to see that on the front page of the chronicle no i, I was really impressed and 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 I mean, I I wish there was something that I could do for for those people because I know what they have to go through on a nightly and daily basis. Well, for one thing, vote for district attorneys that will enforce the law. That'd be one step. But uh, thanks oh, for the they, phone they call. We appreciate. Even... Unfortunately, we've heard this before. This same conversation. This was 2004. History does repeat itself, apparently, because in 2022, Joe and Jack were having the same conversation about the same city. And the same problems with bad district attorneys. As you can tell by that segment, Joe and Jack are very pro-law enforcement. They always have been. I know Joe has a lot of friends in law enforcement, and both Joe and Jack are very supportive of police in general. All right, so let's move on to segment two, back in 2004, when Joe and Jack went out with the San Francisco police in some of the worst neighborhoods. Armstrong and Gideon, thank God for people who... Get the call and answer the call to become police officers that have the temperament to do that job. Now, we were with SFPD last night, all night long, uh, all cops everywhere. You ought to actually thank God for the police. But there are different jobs in the police force, and some people have the more, I don't know, regular, they deal with you and me type things. I don't know, with speeding in a school zone or, you know, whatever. You occasional DUI for somebody coming out like from a golf course. I like to do donuts on my uh, neighbor's lawn, but and the, whatever. And then there's the cops that have the temperament to be in those neighborhoods where I don't know how you do it, because at the end of one shift, I'm saying, what's the point of this? What is the point of even policing this area? Why don't we just put up a giant razor wire fence around it and let them have at it? Let's see, so I don't have the temperament for this. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Yeah, we pulled into a housing project last night, and one of the officers that was uh, driving said, uh, we've just entered. The people on the other end already know that we're here. They've sent the signal around. Everybody in the whole project already knows we've pulled in there. And the other end was half a mile away. In neighborhood that we were in last night, in that Hunter's Point area, that it's it's it, it gets you down because nobody ever says thank you. You don't ever run into anybody on the street who has their little kid and says, you know, here's a police officer, and you know, and you introduce the police. That nobody's happy to see a cop in those areas. So you spend your whole time feeling like you're the bad guy. All you get is abuse. That's unbelievable. Again, I don't have the temperament for that because I would I would look at it long term, think, well, are we doing any good here? Are we accomplishing anything? And I just you know, then I wouldn't be able to go to work the next day. Boy, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to do that, and thank God for them. All right, more to come. We've got to tell you some more of the stories of last night. We've not been to bed. We were up all night long riding around with the police, and we saw some interesting stuff, some scary stuff. So last night we got to see where West Mob hangs out. It's a gang in um, San Francisco that I just became aware of recently. Pretty bad gang from what we understand. Right, and nice nice digs they've got. was talking to one of the uh, cops, he's a former Marine, longtime San Francisco cop, and he was explaining to me how it's changed from people killing each other over drug wars and 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 commerce and that sort of thing. Your typical gang slang that you expect to now, they just kill each other wholesale over nothing. The proverbial hard look. He lives on that block. He's walking down this block, so we kill him. He said, compared to when life was cheap. Ten years ago, life is spectacularly cheap. 
Now it's not even about we're trying to make a living, and you're. It's just, it's just, we sell drugs here. No, it's just I don't like the looks of you, so I'm going to kill you. Yeah, going to end your life here. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, let me follow up just very briefly to the story we were telling at the end of last hour with the the little kid and the abusive dad and the aunt who was trying to intercede. This little boy was actually shaking with fear. Oh, it was awful to see. He couldn't control himself. He was so scared for at least twenty minutes while we were there. It was awful. It was absolutely heartbreaking and awful. And uh, you know, the cops did their very best to to calm him down and let him know everything was going to be all right, relatively speaking. But I tell you what, this kid was in the midst of a screwed up, screwed up family. I fear for him. Well, he had some minor injuries. From It was from dad, right? Getting roughed up by dad who was trying to drag him out of there. Dad took off before the cops got there. Um, as we were leaving, the police said, we'll be there later. We'll be there. He'll be back and we'll be back. It was just so sad. Mom's an idiot on drugs. Grandma's on drugs. And I tell you what, if there was one common thread that ran through the evening... Often kids involved and almost always baby daddies and, and cousin husbands and, and, and friend, boyfriend, ex with three kids by eight different. Oh, God. Tell you what, if you don't think the breakup of the family means anything, the breakdown of the family, family structure, you're nuts. And always alcohol or and or drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that stunned me is so many of these really awful areas, these awful project buildings, these these awful neighborhoods are prime real estate. Some of the best spots in the world. They'd be $900,000 flats. Some of the best spots in the entire world where yeah. you have a sweeping view of the downtown and the and the Bay Bridge and out over to Oakland. It's just amazing. Yeah. And you got people that are paying 50 bucks a month because the rest of, the rest of it is state or county or city or whatever it is subsidized. And then shooting each other. And shooting each other. And or occasionally cops. And listen, to bring this all home temporarily, Ms. Harris, Ms. District Attorney Harris. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Yep, she was the DA. I don't give a flying rat's ass what your personal beliefs are. My personal beliefs and the personal beliefs of the vast majority of people in Northern California is that when great young cops, young fathers, young husbands are executed in cold blood by irredeemable scum, they need the strongest possible penalty. Our belief, ma'am, which is encoded in California law, is that that is a special circumstance that should bring the death penalty. You have your beliefs, and you're certainly entitled to them. But in this case, your beliefs are wrong. We're down along the water where a lot of uh, homeless people hang out in campers. This was a... uh thing I didn't know about, a phenomenon I was not aware of. Uh, the homeless people, but they have like a van or a pickup with a camper shell on it or little RVs, and they're they're homeless in those things, and they just park them there because it's, a, it's an industrial area with just warehouses and, and docks, and, and so the police don't roust them out of there. Nobody's they let them, really going to complain. Nobody's going to complain, and so they just let them park there individuals couples families we did stop and check out some people that just see what they're up to and one guy was just he had a conviction in the early 90s but he hadn't done anything in a while and he was he owed a couple hundred dollars on something but 
Yeah, a couple of bonds. And then how about those two guys dismantling a van on a flatbed truck? You ever see those trucks that are hauling squashed cars? Yes. It's like cars that have already been squashed down by the giant metal thing, and they've got them stacked. There Most are, of them are, There yeah. are a couple of shirtless, greasy dudes in the midst of this twisted metal. And, and it's he, 2 o'clock in the morning. We're talking to these other uh, dope smokers in this other camper thing, and we see a foot sticking out of this hunk of metal up on this flatbed truck. And, and everybody sh- did more or less the same thing. <laughs> what? They shine a flashlight up there. Excuse me, sir, could you come down out of there? And these two greasy, wide-eyed, uh, methed-up or tweaked-up something dudes come out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All vibrating and nervous, but they were okay. They were just... Doing a little uh, 2 a.m. automotive work at the behest of the owner. <laughs> and frankly, a little mesh, the meth up the schnoz gives you the energy to do that late night work. Stripping and we, metal. And what was their drug? What was the drug that makes you like shiny stuff? Was that meth? Meth, yeah. They told us that if you're on the on the meth, I guess, if you're all speeded up, they just like shiny objects, especially metal. So sometimes they'll just collect chunks of metal, or they'll file off chunks of metal all night long just because they like shiny metal stuff. I would think you'd wake up out of your meth craze stupor and say, what am I going to do with all this metal? And you'd think, maybe I need to find a different path of my life. Maybe I ought to hit the recycling yard, then find a different path. We saw a half a dozen cops risking their lives in an area where they were shot at just 24 hours earlier, risking their lives to go in for a domestic dispute. And it'd be pretty easy for the cops to say, I'm not going in there. Domestic dispute, I don't care who's beating on who. That's not my problem. But to serve and protect, people called 911, so they go in there to try and help this little kid whose dad was was beating on him. Ms. DA, Ms. Harris, you're uncomfortable with the death penalty. You know what? The cops aren't comfortable dodging bullets to help little boys whose dads are beating on them either. But we all do things we need to do. Quit with your I'm uncomfortable crap. Follow the law, ma'am. We've got to take a break. More of your phone calls coming up at 1-866-331-TALK. 1-866-331-TALK. You need to adequately um, explain and describe um, uh, what one portion of the night was like. And if you've ever seen the, the beginning portion of The Magnificent Seven, where Steve McQueen is riding shotgun next to Yul Brenner, it was a lot like that, only at about 80 miles an hour. It was very. It was if you, sitting back looking at it now, it was very cool. At the time, it was a little. It was a little soil your pantsy. Yeah, you never want anything to be soil your pantsy. That just means you're scared and afraid. That's not fun at all. Anyhow, let's continue on and see if Joe and Jack soil their pantsies. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. Hey, on a lighter note, and speaking of shorts, that one chick was wearing shorts that, honest to God, were smaller than some of my wife's panties. With no offense to my wife and her lovely panties. Good Lord. We're at a very uh, uh, uncomfortable and unfortunate and sad domestic dispute in one apartment building, or one apartment. But right next to it was another apartment, and I believe this woman noticed that there were cops outside because she came and opened the door um, talked to the cops for a little bit, closed the door, went back in, and then changed into a very, very skimpy outfit, and then came back out to walk around in her very, very skimpy outfit, the shorts Joe was talking about. I think she was um, interested in parading herself in front of the police. That was you know, it was a light moment in an otherwise very heavy evening. Yes, indeed. Uh, your thoughts, one eight six six three three one talk rode around, uh, rode along with San Francisco PD last night in the Bayview Hunters Point area. So we're headed to this. Opening. We're headed to this domestic dispute call. We're flying along, and a uh, another. So poli- as not to get shot at. We're another police. Well, this before we get oh, there. I we're see. flying okay. along on the way there, and there's another police car uh, uh, parked um, 
that is going to uh, go in also. Parks, we pull up next to them, and these are the guys that were actually shot at. Was it last night or the night before? In this very area they were shot at. This very, very corner we're going to go around, they're shot at. So they said, this is where we're shot at. Be ready, and let's go. And everybody just floors it, and we go flying. Wheels spinning and screeching and dust flying. They got shotguns. They got a shotgun out the window and flashlights on the hill, and we're screaming around this corner. It was unbelievable. It was like out of a damn movie. This is not CNN. This is America last night. But the shotgun pointed out the window. Yeah, unbelievable. Stuck in the air so everybody could see. Make sure we're, we're packing this time. Ready to return fire as they drove through. Then we come screeching to a halt right in front of the apartment complex we've got to go in. The guy with the shotgun's up and jumping around and looking around. And we're we're all hightailed into the building. And he's covering everybody and got our backs with the shotgun wheeling it around as we head up the stairs. It's like we were in one of those projects uh, last night, and there was a girl, how old do you suppose she was, 16 years old? She was talking on her cell phone, and while the cops were there, because somebody had been squeezing off shots, uh, she said, could you drive beside me as I walk back up to where I live? And it was just like a half a block. It was a like hundred yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. But she wanted the police car to, to drive alongside her while she was walking down the street. She meant it. God. As you can tell, Joe and Jack had quite the experience visiting San Francisco's worst neighborhoods. Now, this was 18 years ago. And unfortunately, here we are in 2022 talking about bad district attorneys, cops unable to enforce the law, and high crime in the San Francisco area. Well, thanks for joining me for this week's One More Thing. Join me next Friday for more classic A&G. As always, I go through the archives all week, try and find something unique to share with you. And as always, I hope you enjoy it. Until next week, well, I guess that's it.